boys, I've been uh, looking on social media and stuff, talking to my family back home. Looks like you guys are getting a lot of snow. <laughs> um, how is that? I I honestly can't remember. What's it? How's it? How's it been? Give it to us, Chris. <laughs> I'm just so damn sick of shoveling my driveway. It's it's weird, man. I feel like the last like three or four years when like snow has been coming our way for whatever reason, it would like get close to Pittsburgh and then it would like disappear or it would go north or south. And this year it's like every snowstorm like unexpectedly funnels its way right over top of the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, it hasn't ever been like a crazy amount but it's we've gotten more snow than usual and it's regular so it's just constant shoveling and i don't like it yeah there's less of those like dusting type of snows right or those minimal layer type of snowfalls we're getting stuff that's sticking around that's sticking and then sticking around it's not raining the next day like it usually does and it all turns brown and disgusting. It's sticking around and often we're getting more snow on top of snow, which is what we're experiencing this week. I'll say this. Being stuck at home, I have no problem with it. <laughs> and as much as I bitch and complain about my HOA, this is when it's all worth it. <laughs> when I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I literally only have to go out to the mailbox after they shovel my sidewalk. So... It has its perks. This is one of them. Uh, but yeah, it's certainly a, a strange year. I, I'm very, very glad and thankful we don't have to commute through this every single day because it would be my off your chest segment for the entire month of February. I just <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Where do you have to go, Chris? I have to take my daughter to daycare. Oh, that's right. Because I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, where are you? Why are you doing are all you this doing? shoveling? Just let it pile up. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to drive by my house right now, like we, our driveway is wide enough for two cars, and it's a two-car garage. Um, the left side of it, where my wife parks, is still covered in snow all the way up to the garage. It's only shoveled because I'm so sick of shoveling that I'm doing that thing where like. You shovel the least amount of snow possible to get your car in and out safely. I did the whole thing, but like if it if we get hit with snow again, I'm literally just going to do like that one path for each tire track. And that's all I'm doing. <laughs> you, start, you start the winter like, you know, shoveling everything like, oh, this I'm taking care of my house. And then by like the end of February, it's two lines down the driveway. That's all you do. Mm hmm. But you got the big Jeep. Doesn't make you feel good. You're like, you got the, you know, you got the big Jeep. It's supposed to be off. You're off road in that thing. You got to be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you're right. I'm told that we look like crazy neighbors if I'm just off roading into my garage every day. So I, I have to get out there and shovel. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, it's like 50 degrees and sunny here. I'm, it's cold out. I had to put a coat on uh Saoirse this morning so we could like go wow. hang out outside she was like what is this thing dad you know and it's weird having a kid who like is gonna grow up not really knowing like what a code is you know yeah it's, so it's she comes bizarre. to visit uncle dan and uncle chris and <laughs> right. all of a sudden you better it's project bundle up over here <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's seriously bizarre. It's just like me and Siobhan, like Siobhan's from Boston. Like, you know what I mean? Like she yeah. lives in a coat, you know, 11 years, 11 months out of the year, you know? And it's so funny having these children who were like, yeah, we just go outside. We just walk out. No thought about anything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, spoiled kids. Because it's like, I want to laugh about it. But I'm also like, you guys are just spoiled. You're not going to know what it's like to be cold. I feel like you need to know. You know, I was cold for yeah. 29 years before I moved here. Yeah, you at least experienced it. You went through yeah. the, the tough winters. Yeah. They're not getting yeah. any of that from the start. Yeah. And then they, nothing. I don't know. Well, guys, good luck with your snow. Hey, thanks. I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's sad. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. I'm Didi out here in LA, and Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh underneath a lot of snow. And Dan's just looking at it, and Chris is out there doing lots of stuff in it <laughs> sorry chris that sucks uh well today on the show we got a lot of a uh, super bowl commercial breakdown we'll talk about the weekend's performance and any other thoughts we've got about the uh last week's super bowl that had me writing down a lot of notes that's for sure and also we'll be talking um 3d printed steaks orange drinks comeback and countertop nachos if you've seen this viral video we're gonna be talking all about that the rock and roll hall of fame announced their nominees and it made me feel kind of old i don't know how you guys felt about it but (laughs) we'll talk about that here in a little bit and what we are listening to but we start every show (sighs) with bruise day chris get us started what are you sipping on this week for bruise day uh you, Didi, inspired me last week. And now after this co- this conversation about snow and shoveling, uh, it's also hilarious to me that you drank a beer from Hawaii last week because you were missing vacation so much. Like you don't already live in a climate that's very close to Hawaii. Um, I actually need this this week. So I got the same brewery, <laughs> Kona, Big Wave, and nice. uh, I know Dan's going to ask me what this tastes like. Give him a little bit of the flavor. Mm-hmm. It tastes like vacation, Dan, is what it tastes All right. like. All right. It tastes <laughs> like it tastes like every beer that I drank on my honeymoon, which was the greatest vacation of all time. Uh, that's what it tastes like. And I miss it so much. And uh, I might take one of these out with me tomorrow when I have to shovel the driveway again. But I know you you needed it dd i really (laughs) i really need this today so cheers to you boys i love it well chris um you're gonna love this one too uh this is maui brewing company big swell ipa because i am still i'm telling you this is gonna be a theme guys um it's all gonna be vacation spots until i'm able to go somewhere uh so this brew actually i was drink i drank in uh hawaii at a luau and this is like basically i drank this until i was completely smashed so big swell ipa maui brewery company and it tastes like hawaii just really does it's got <laughs> all the pineapple in it it's got all of just like the just it feels like you're drinking hawaii and the water's so nice there you could drink it and <laughs> just be happy and that's what this feels like so shouts to maui brewing company big swell ipa and uh yeah that's what i'm sipping on cheers boys i like it i've been there to that well i don't know if i've been to like the maui brewing company i don't know if because they probably have like a few different spots there's probably one on like every island for all we know yeah yeah but i've been to one of them and i've had that i've had that ipa it's quite good um yes man i miss it 
me same same i just want to start planning a trip to hawaii to make myself happy yeah, yeah. just don't know when we're able to go <laughs> look forward to it yeah oh, well i'm gonna keep things tropical gentlemen uh not necessarily in the same realm that you are with uh going something from the, the wonderful <laughs> islands is, of is dan drinking icy light mango today <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> there is mango in my beer though uh this is from a brewery which is one of my favorites but some of their stuff is so hard to find sometimes they've make one of my favorite beers I've ever had in my entire life. It was a peanut butter and jelly beer. But this I found over this past weekend, had to pick it up. It's Omnipolo Brewing Company. And they're just wonderful and magical. So I knew, even though I've never had this particular beer before, I knew it would be wonderful. Uh, It's called Moki, M-O-K-I. It's a uh, smoothie style sour. Um, Mango, passion fruit, pineapple, this is one tropical beer here, gentlemen. And also a oh, fantastic can. That's a good can. An absolutely fantastic and beautiful can. But it is. Uh, it's purely tropical and it's very thick. This truly is a smoothie sour. It tastes and drinks like a smoothie. You'd have no clue that there's alcohol in here and it's so freaking delicious. Uh, so the Moki from Omnipolo, their smoothie style sour like I said, there's a lot of pineapple and passion fruit, mango that come through through in this. It is. It's tropical, and I, apparently we all, quote unquote, need <laughs> tropical beer right now to wor- remind us of the warmer weather. So that's what I'm going with this this week here, boys. Dude, that is a sweet can. What's the ABV on that? Oh, no, that's a good question. Um, efforting. I don't know. Oh. It's just that know. good. They're Hold just on. like, get it. I might have it. I might have it. See if Dan can put his sentences together by the end of the episode. It's six. It's only a six. Oh, okay. So that's why, like I said, it's kind of light. You wouldn't even know that there's, that there's, uh, you know, really alcohol. And it, it really is a thick smoothie style beer. Not one that you can take down quickly, but certainly delicious. Oh, it's nice. I love it when the tropical beers are low on the ABV. So then you can have several of them yes and be perfectly fine it's not like you're just drinking one and you can't go anymore oh that's it yeah (laughs) you just want to have more of those it's what you'd want well boys another great brews day yes cheers where we go on vacation next week because guys it's gonna be a theme (laughs) every week I'm, i'm going on vacation somewhere i am i'm going somewhere i like that i might have to i might have to follow your lead on that dd where do i want a vacation this week and then get a blonde ox all right (laughs) The breweries down there. <laughs> there are good breweries down right? there. Wait, See? are there really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah That's like absolutely. where some of the best ones are. Is it uh Dancing Gnome? Is is that is that That's in... Sharpsburg. That's on the way oh. to down Blonox. There are, uh, there's a bunch like yeah, I guess maybe not specifically Blonox, but like in that that Route 28 area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Old Thunder, that's a newer one over there. Yeah, there. Blonox, that's a vacation for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It I did is. not expect that to be here. I did not. It I did is. not expect that to happen. Well, boys, uh, let's get random topics off our chest. If you're first time listening to the brunch breakdown, this is where we get things off our chest. And guys, I'm going to go first. Um, I got to get this off my chest. I was listening to music with uh, with with my kids, and we're in the backyard, and we're just like running around. And Cardi B's up new song comes in 
the playlist and I'm like, whoa, this song's too much. Can't listen to this. Like, Sersha repeats everything I say now. We can't listen to this. But then I see that there's a clean version. And then I'm poking around after that. I'm like, wait, rappers are making clean versions again. This is something that stopped, I swear, after CDs, right? The clean version, you would see big artists do it. Like Drake puts out clean versions. You see the bigger artists do it. But now it seems that everyone's doing it. So I don't know who at record labels, record companies, all these things, who said, you know what? We need the clean versions. We got to keep making the clean versions. Whoever decided this, I love you. Because now I can listen to this music with my daughter the same way that I could when I was a kid because my mom would buy me uh, clean versions of CDs. And I wouldn't know that there were songs missing until I went to a friend's house and because they had the real version. I was like, wait, this isn't... This isn't the Mace CD. This isn't this isn't Mace. Who's this? <laughs> it's like, no, well, you got the Walmart version of the CD. But I'm telling you, shouts to everybody who's behind this, making this happen, because it was very nice to be able to listen to Big Sean, be able to listen to whatever I wanted to. Jack Harlow with my kids who now with my daughter who now repeats every single thing she hears. So, you know, gotta be clean around the house. So shouts to everybody making clean versions. Wow. I had no idea that that was happening again. I thought Dude. you got you got it the raw version and that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Dude. Wow. It, it's I don't know. I don't know who's doing it cuz I know it stopped and I know it was not there. I feel like it just all of a sudden started happening again. So hooray to me. That takes me back to the uh the era like you said Didi of CDs and the parental advisory sticker. Yeah. I were you it sounds like Dee Dee, your parents were on top of that. Dan, were your parents like would they not let you buy something if it had that on it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not until you know, really into high school, later in high school where I'm making those purchases and decisions on my own. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh I remember that vividly. I like my parents would make me return see I would like go to the mall with friends and like buy the C D. They would find it and then take me back and make me return it yeah well that's interesting how does that working in the future is there like a a version of apple music and spotify that it's clean music only like how as parents are we going to be able to regulate the type of music that our kids listen to naturally they could find it on some other places i guess but is there a way are we gonna have like parental versions of spotify and apple music and things like that that it at least does something for us Dude, there might have to be because right now the way that you see it, it's like you'll see the regular version of the song and then there's another out al- the same album cover and it doesn't have the parental mark on there and you see it there. So mm-hmm. like, I-, I don't know, because it is weird when, you know, you have kids, they have phones at like 10 years old. They are able to play their own music or maybe even younger. I'm not sure. But like, I don't know how you regulate that now to make sure that they don't listen to those things. Cause yeah. Cause before it was like, you had to physically go to national record Mart, get your CD. And then like, you think that, yeah, that's not the right one. You take it back and get the clean version. So like now it's just like, Nope, I just hit, you know, play and whatever plays plays, you know? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. We might need that in the future. Somebody better be right. working on that. <laughs> <laughs> TM, 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 right. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. Man, I just got so nostalgic because I I drank a little bit more out of my bottle and it it showed that it says liquid aloha on there. 
like in the glass. I miss Hawaii so much. Man. 2023, guys, when we're allowed to do something. Telling you. <laughs> Hawaii for sure. Okay. Um, I have decided what championships from 2020 actually count. Okay. okay. Oh, uh, okay. Because I do, there are some teams that won championships this year that I will refuse to recognize as champions, uh, quite simply because they didn't have to go through the things that teams normally have to go through to win their championship. You guys are not going to be very happy with me. The Los Angeles Lakers, that did not count. I'm Ugh. sorry. It did not count. All right, well, this was a fun episode, guys. Thanks. All right, well, it was fun. See you later, guys. <laughs> uh, Didi, the Dodgers, that also didn't count. Sorry, if you're a baseball team and you only had to play for two months, uh, you're not a World Series champion. It just doesn't count. Tampa Bay Lightning, love you, but that didn't count. I'm sorry. Uh, you had run to out stop. Of, run out of teams. <laughs> <laughs> You had to stop the season midway, just like the NBA, and then you show up in a bubble where like everybody's healthy again. That doesn't happen in hockey. Sorry. And you're the Lightning or the team that could never stay healthy. And then they get a pause and then they went. No, sorry. Your championship doesn't count. Tampa Bay Bucks. It hurts me to say it, but that counts. Okay. They played a full NFL season. Um, they didn't get like that gifted seventh spot into the playoffs they they played all their games right and and um i know this the stadiums weren't full but they had to play everybody they did the whole thing they went to the championship they beat the kansas city chiefs the defending champs in the super bowl bucks congratulations city of tampa tampa bay you get one championship you're welcome you get one you don't get two but you get one um and then i just want to mention that alabama is the grand champion of them all, because what college football did just just plowing through the pandemic and the SEC playing 11 games when like the Big Ten played six. Uh, Alabama is the greatest champion of them all from this pandemic. I, I just want to throw them in there with the other uh, pro sports leagues. But uh, I made my determination. Now, what I think is from here moving forward, all the championships are going to count again. Um, because we're playing full seasons or at least mostly full seasons. And I would like to think that by the end of the year, things are going to look a whole lot more normal than they did at the beginning of the year. So this is only an interim thing where we have some Chris Gates, not recognized champions, but nevertheless, they exist. And those are the ones that count and the ones that don't count. This is some Pittsburgh bullshit right here. (laughs) Listen, I'm sorry that other cities have said city of champions. Like you all, you just conveniently take away the two from LA. You conveniently take away one from Tampa. So you're like, you get one. You don't get to be called the whole city is champions. That's only Pittsburgh. That's not Tampa. That's not LA. That's only Pittsburgh. They can only be the city of champions. I see what you're doing there, Chris. I see what you did there. I'm not, I'm not sold on this. There's a little bias coming from that. And I'm not feeling it. Dini, you of all people should know that I'm happy to award basically anybody the championships in the NBA and in Major League Baseball because I could not care less. Okay. Um, so those were not taken out of spite. They're taken out of fairness is what they're taking mm-hmm. away for. So sorry. Sure. 
Sure. Interesting. I didn't know if we were going to get one. <laughs> you kept going through that list. And I thought he's just wiping them all out. <laughs> you start off with, I've determined who, and then there's nobody left. And it's going to be like Dustin Johnson. That's it. You did the, <laughs> I know. I, I didn't know how far Except he was going to go. <laughs> I didn't know how far he was going to go. He's like, yep. Naomi Osaka. You did not win the U S. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even think about the individual ones. I could come back and do that next week if you want. Yeah, all right, there you go. <laughs> Please, we want you to. I want to know if NASCAR was legit. Yeah, wait, I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> right, Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, well, boys, we're gonna get into some Super Bowl discussion and things like that. Some of the off-field stuff, mostly, but the Super Bowl ratings came in, and they are the lowest that they've been since two thousand and seven. Under 100 million people watched the Super Bowl, uh, 96.4, and that's including streaming. The streaming number, I think, was around six or seven million. And so that that Super Bowl back in 2007 was, uh, if you remember, Colts Bears in the Miami rain in what was just a boring, boring <laughs> Super Bowl. But my question is, what in the hell are are people watching? What else are they watching? On Super Bowl Sunday, if you don't like football, you're watching it for the commercials in the halftime show. And there were no Super Bowl parties this year. So you'd think there's more as easier to recognize how many people are actually watching this game through Nielsen because everybody is at home. What the hell was everybody doing on Sunday? You're just treating it like a normal Netflix type of night. Like, what are you doing? And I know the game wasn't good and it got out of hand. But it was still Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes before the game even started. Yeah, we didn't have the media week and the buildup was probably not as much. It's still the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. The biggest event in the United States every year. Everybody watches that one game. That was like the closest thing to like, let's have a little bit of normal. Let's have a little bit of something. Let's cap off this NFL season. Give them a salute for finishing it. Like you said, Chris, they were the ones they went plowed through it too, and they finished it. I don't know what everybody else was doing. I don't know what everybody else was watching. If you tuned out in the second half after halftime, I totally get it. But what the hell else was everybody watching on Sunday? I would really, really love to know. Well, that's kind of been the story. And yeah, it's very surprising for the Super Bowl. Uh, That's kind of been the story for sports in general, though. Like, it's weird that since everybody's at home more people aren't watching but ratings for like everything have been down right right that's what's so bizarre about it right where like where else are you going what else are you doing you're forced to be watching and yes i mentioned 2007 was the last time the ratings were this low and naturally streaming and things like that have surged huge since 2007 but you can also still watch the super bowl on some of those streaming services Okay, and they account for those things. So it's just there are more things to watch, but there are so many less things to do <laughs> this year in particular. Why I don't know, I don't understand why this event in particular, and like you mentioned, Chris, all sports, the whole NFL regular season was down. Everything was so down so much. I just thought this was the one thing that would at least give you those, uh, give us those big numbers, dude. You know what I think it is? I think. Um you got a lot of people who watch the Super Bowl because they got to go to work on Monday, so they want to act like they watched it. And I feel like all those people this year were just like, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl on Zoom. <laughs> I'm good. So I feel like you just had a lot of people just kind of like 
sit it out because it's funny all the other sports leagues got destroyed for this all all season long and so seeing the nfl do this then people are like oh i can't believe it and i'm like everything was down but mm-hmm. like you ripped all the other leagues ripped the nba ripped mlb ripped the nhl all that and it's like now football did it and people are like i, I can't believe it like we we saw all this coming it's like nobody watched the masters either you know what mm-hmm. i mean everybody watches all these things you know but nobody watched them because you know there's there's just a lot of there's different things going on in people's lives now and you know i don't think they're just gonna stop everything to watch something look weird like the masters or like the u.s open like we mentioned that chris will talk about next week you know with nobody there you know um but i don't know the super bowl it ended up being a bad game so they didn't miss anything right yeah but like yeah 96.4 million big number but that's still like probably about what's it probably like 10 million less than they thought or yeah maybe more than that yeah absolutely how, how do ratings work for things like um well okay here's my first question in terms of ratings like if you turn on the super bowl for five seconds does that count as a television set that viewed that game or does it have to be like for a duration of time I think it has to be for a certain duration of time because they also have peak rating counts. They're able to do that where they're able to capture like the game between the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Patriots years ago, uh, where the interception was thrown late in the game. The, the, that game down came down to the final two minutes. That number in those final two minutes was the higher than any point in the game. It was like almost like 120 million or something like that. And it was at the highest of any Super Bowl too. But the overall rating for it was still lower. So I think there is something that you have to to be able to capture people for a certain amount of time. Because then the other thing I wonder is like with so many bars and restaurants closed, like do the, if those bars are open for the Super Bowl, like do they count that as like yeah. a larger amount of people? Like because if they do, then that probably significantly impacted the numbers. Yeah, because that's probably the big. Because I know it's like you can only count so many in, in one place, but it's still like multiple TVs and multiple cable, whatever. So, yeah, that probably has that probably has a lot to do with it more than maybe anything. Then you know, then people not worried about the water cooler in the morning. That probably right. does have it. <laughs> is that? But yeah, the peak rating thing is interesting because they always talk about that with like NBA games all the time because it's like nobody watches the NBA until the fourth quarter. And but because of Twitter, that is like it, it like NBA games will explode in the fourth quarter and the ratings will be absolutely insane because you just you pull scroll up your feed and it's like, oh, my God, LeBron's got 60 going into the fourth. And you're like, and then everybody tunes into it or you right. know, anything right. weird can be happening. But yeah, the peak number thing is interesting. I love it that. is. Well, boys, let's get into uh, the the best part about the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl, as I saw in one tweet uh, somebody put out, it was like the Super Bowl could have been an email. <laughs> it was <just> like, Ari, <laughs> Tom Brady wins again. <laughs> but um, the Super Bowl commercials, what were your favorites, guys? What were your favorite commercials? There was a lot. There was a lot. I think... This was the best round of Super Bowl commercials that we've had in years, honestly, years. And I'm so glad that we're kind of getting back to this. And this is what people needed, right? We're all stuck at home. Not a great year in 2020. 
we don't need these sappy ads anymore. And we don't need you just pushing your product. We're not going to remember that. We're going to remember the the good ones, the entertaining ones. And thankfully, we had a great uh, addition round, a lot of great Super Bowl ads. There was, I think, maybe three that stuck out to me. Um, the one in particular, it's be, still being played now. It's, I think most people's favorite, Drake from State Farm. I mean, that... <laughs> With uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Paul Rudd and Patrick Mahomes uh, all in there, Drake from State Farm. That's that one was uh, fantastic. I really, I really enjoyed that one. That was definitely near the near or at the top of my list. Yeah, that that's the one I had written down. Like probably a product of my situation with a six month old uh, who doesn't really enjoy going to bed <laughs> right now. I did not spend a ton of time watching the game and watching the commercials, but I did catch the Drake from state farm uh, commercial. And that one actually made me laugh out loud. And it made me wonder so many other things like how much did Drake get paid for that? How much did they have to pay Drake to be part of it? Cause like it's Drake, but anyway uh, that I found that one very Funny, and also I thought it was hilarious because Paul Rudd was in it, and Didi has already talked about how he doesn't find anything that Paul Rudd does funny, <laughs> and that commercial was funny. So take that, Didi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Drake from State Farm favorite commercial. I hate that Paul Rudd's in it. I like <laughs> because <laughs> the emotions I had going through that commercial. It's a thirty second spot, and I hated it, and I loved it in that thirty seconds because. Once Drake comes on, I was like, oh, this is funny. Drake from State Farm. Then he bites the apple like in his face. Like that's, yeah. his, I mean, that's hysterical. But like Paul Rudd. When he I just, pulls, I just, he just wish he wasn't there. He pulls up to throw it and it goes backwards. <laughs> that was so funny. It just could have been like, anybody. That seems right. That seems right. <laughs> it just could have been anybody. I just, I, I wish it were you, Chris, that was doing that. And I would have been like, this is the per- most perfect commercial uh, ever. But yeah, I like Drake from State Farm. The Michael B. Jordan Alexa commercial, I oh, thought man. was hysterical. Hysterical. Like that commercial was too funny where she's just like uh, not paying attention to coworkers, not paying attention to her husband. Like he's just like Michael he, B. Jordan. She, just, she goes, Alexa, then the lights. And he's running in from outside like, Alexa, lights on, lights on, lights on. <laughs> And he's like Michael B. Jordan's outside in the rain, like in the probably was like under the sprinklers, just like he's like, "Honey, I already read the sprinklers today. It's getting real wet out here." <laughs> that commercial is amazing. Oh man, I yeah, those two were my favorite, and the, the Eminem commercial I thought was really funny too. It was very timely. The Eminem commercial was. It was, it was yeah. The yeah. Eminem apologies commercial that was that was good. Eminem's not usually bringing the humor uh and a super bowl ad it was good to to see them do that there i liked the the cheetos one a lot too with shaggy and mila kunis and ashton kutcher <laughs> that one was uh, it was it was weird because it it felt like mila kunis and ashton kutcher weren't actors and they were trying to act almost like the gwen stefani and blake shelton commercial where they were musicians trying to act and not doing it very well and it was just this is weird acting, but it was super, super funny with Shaggy there. And then him like remixing the song. I really enjoyed that one. Shaggy. I just want to know who at Cheetos in their conference room. They're like, all right, Super Bowl. And then somebody stood up and I was like, I can get Shaggy. <laughs> 
it just I, I always wonder how that works when you know like somebody at State Farm had to have mentioned Drake from State Farm and maybe they had that for years and they've wanted to do it too because it seems because once you see it you're just like my god that's like, like of course genius like why yeah. have, you know why has this not happened already but like the Shaggy thing just you know somebody had to stand up and say Shaggy's my cousin like yeah I can get him well let's get him and at the end he goes. Well, that's the first time that's ever worked <laughs> when she actually says it wasn't me. Oh, too good. Too good. What else? Any others stick out to you, boys? Those were good. Oh, God. Okay. The Vince Lombardi thing. That was strange. Can we, do you guys even know what the point of that was? I was so uncomfortable. Like, like cringy, uncomfortable. I... Uh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, I don't have no idea what it was. I don't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you what it was for. Was it in a, just an NFL commercial? Like, I, and I was, I was more of like, what's going on than trying to understand like the message behind it. I was just like, well, this is weird. I think it was like because I mean, was it because we like made it through the pandemic and it was almost supposed to be like him talking to us about like persevering or something. But like I, whatever. Well, I didn't need it, and it was. I don't know. I hate stuff like that. That's just, it's just like so cringy to me and I'm uncomfortable watching it. Cause then they did like at the beginning of the game, they cut to like something that was like this big crescendo. And then like a video board of him in the corner of yeah. the state. It was just weird like that. It's too much. Yeah. The Vince Lombardi hologram is what we got. And it was poorly done. And yeah. it was, it's Vince Lombardi walking through the streets. Like, he looks at a kid and the kid, like, nobody, like, who's this old man? Nobody knows who Vince Lombardi is. Like, I guarantee you, you can, like, I bet everybody under 20 years old had no idea what who that was walking through. Because I barely know who Vince Lombardi is. The only reason why is because they used to shove NFL films down our throat when we were growing up. They don't yeah. do that anymore. So, like, I, like, who knew, like, who knew who that was walking down the street? Like, there were people literally tweeting at me that I know definitely didn't know. They were just like, who, honestly, who, who is that? What is this supposed to be? What are we doing? It's like, it's one of those coaches it. from the 1920s <laughs> talking. But, and like, during the pregame, like, Nance and Romo kept on like building up, like, oh, we're going to have this thing to kick off the game. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. And then it was that. And I felt like that made it even worse because they were like building it up and it was this uncomfortable thing that nobody understood. Yeah. And can we talk about, have we ever talked about Nance and Romo, the way they dress? I don't think we have. We should. Sure that we have not. They wear these like jackets. They're like blue pants and it's like a weird thing. It's like a blue blazer and gray pants and they match. And I never like... I noticed that this year. I don't know if they started doing it this year or if they've done it forever, but like, I just feel like two guys who make like over $10 million a year shouldn't dress so poorly. Yeah. They've been wearing those weird CBS sports blue blazers for a long time. And uh, that goes like way, way back to when like that was a little bit more normal. And I think they used to be yellow way back in the day. It, yeah, it needs to it needs to stop. I, I hate it. You know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did a game, did the game in Green Bay, and they're wearing they like it, it's the NFC Championship game. And it's freezing there, and they're like, no, you guys can wear whatever the hell you want. 
I felt like one of them was wearing like black jeans and like sweater and just like keeping it casual. They don't do that at NBC either. Just like CBS, you just need to, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Tony Romo's making $16 million a year. You don't need to give him a jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But there were a couple other good ones that stuck out uh, too. I thought the two GM commercials were good. One with, um, I know, uh, Didi, you're a huge Will Ferrell fan, so you must have loved that one huge. with Norway and the uh, the that Cadillac, was kind of uh, funny, where he like ended up in the yeah. wrong country. I yeah. didn't hate it because, I, dude, I oh. didn't hate it because of the people who were in it. So it's like Aquafina, Aquafina who I and Keenan, and Keenan, and the, and so it's like you had the whole like SNL thing going on, and I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that because yeah. they both ended up in the wrong place. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was another one where I was like, how much money did they pay? <sighs> To get this, oh. I mean that that amount of famous people in one commercial. Yeah, Oof. that was. And they had two. They had the uh, Edgar Scissorhands commercial was theirs too. So they put some serious money um, behind Super Bowl commercials. Uh, the Doritos 3D Matthew McConaughey one was funny but weird. It was, it was early on, so it was like, okay, if this is going to be the line of funny. Then we're in for a long night. Um, and then a sneaky, sneaky good one was the rocket mortgage one with Tracy Morgan, where he just kept going like, I'm pretty sure. And it, the, like, the opposite of everything happened. He's like, I'm pretty sure you could take Dave Batista. Dave Batista turns around. He's right there. That was a sneaky, funny one too, but a great, great night of commercials. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, let's go to the halftime show. Yes. How'd you feel about the halftime show? The weekend? Um, I enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Can I just say that my fit, one of my favorite uh, yearly traditions is watching the halftime show and then going on Twitter to see how much everybody hated the halftime show. Like I think about this with movies too. We are so unbelievably spoiled and jaded about like entertainment these days. People go to movies where there's like, like, computer generated animation that's out of this world and like 30 40 years ago people would have passed out in the movie theater watching it it's so good and today we're like yeah i thought it sucked and then like for this halftime show the weekend was outside he was inside he was outside he was on the field with like 400 other people dressed just like him and there was controlled chaos they were running around then stopped and everybody the choreography was totally on point and together and then you go on Twitter and people are like, oh, why the hell did they have the week? I thought this whole thing sucked and brothers and all this shit. Like, do you know how much effort went into that show? That uh, Every year I'm like, that was really good. And then everybody on Twitter hates it. And uh, it's one of my favorite traditions, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I don't understand. There's always hate. You're right, Chris. It makes, it makes no sense. Nobody is ever happy. Even like Lady Gaga, the halftime show, which was mostly positive on social media. There were still people that that didn't hate it, but I thought The weekend did awesome. It was one of my favorite halftime shows that we've ever had. Um, I thought it was really well done, and it was unique how he kind of had the stage set up in the one uh, end of the stadium. Because I'm thinking, you know, it, we talked about this. I think, Didi, you brought it up, where he has the ability to do more with the setting because there can't be, like, fans on the field. And they're usually, like, fill in around the stage. So it'd be kind of weird if he was just out there by himself. So he had that huge uh, stage uh, in the end of the stadium. And then, like you mentioned there, Chris had that 
amazing and incredibly choreographed uh, piece at the end with everybody on the field. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I thought he did a, a, a really great job. It was really cool to see like the moments of controlled chaos with like all those dudes dressed in the red jackets with the stuff on their face. And then like, like they would just be freaking out, running around, dancing, doing all this stuff. And then like at a certain point in the song, everything would stop. And then somehow, despite the fact that they were all dressed completely the same, like they would drop down and the weekend would be the focal point of the song at that moment. Like that's hard to do. That's yeah. gotta be really hard to do, but I thought they nailed it. And like, I'm not even that big of a fan of the weekend, but I, I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, same. And I, I like it's a halftime show that we're not, you know, hopefully we never see again because of the way that it was. Like how everything you said, Chris, was like inside, outside. You know, they had the whole mirror room. You can't do that. You can't set that thing up. And then what is it? They say it's like 12 minutes, they have time to like set up the halftime show. You can't do that. So they literally set up a stage like it was, they set up all this stuff like it was a concert. And I loved every second of that. They took over half the stadium. I, I I just loved everything about it. But yeah, when you go on Twitter, it's like, oh my God, everything sucks. It's because it, the Super Bowl has, well, I think it's because of social media. It's like the Super Bowl has been so big and it's like everything. It's like commercials. Now the commercials aren't as good as they were in 1990. The halftime show, that's not as good as whenever Prince did it. It's like every single year we have to go through the same thing. All the commercials suck. Halftime show sucks. It's like, no. That's not how it is. Right. Like, it's just very easy for everyone to just say something sucks now. But like, I love the weekend. I thought he was great. The, we have a 65 inch TV, uh, which I'm very thankful. We are very blessed here to have a 65 inch TV to watch football on. Um, it's not ideal to have that big of a TV when the weekend is running around in a mirror room, though. I got, straight up motion sickness when that part i had to cover my eyes like because it kept going and i had to just like stop watching until he got out of that room <laughs> i loved it and speaking of that do you guys have a favorite meme uh from that because that was like the one thing that was like him grabbing the phone and we just you know we're running around with the weekend that was just really cool like he's running around what looked like a phone but it's probably a camera and he's just it just looks like we're in there with them and it really felt like we were in there with them but everyone was kind of making fun of that so um do you have a favorite meme from that there were so many and it was happening so quickly (laughs) it's unbelievable um i think that's a good making of a good halftime show right i i uh i mentioned lady gaga the meme when she was took the dive off the top of the (laughs) off the top of the stadium. That one was was so great. Oh, it makes those uh, halftime shows uh, live on forever. And I think this one too will too. Uh, There were so, so many, uh, but one that you guys will be familiar with and our Pittsburgh uh, listeners and viewers will be familiar with was uh, when he's going through that room and he's all lost and it says uh, when out of towners go through uh, exit the Liberty Tunnel and they're looking for their exit. <laughs> oh, my God. That one's good. That's good. That's a I good feel one. that one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There were a lot of them just about like him being in that room and like people talking about like their experience, like being way too drunk in a liquor store or something yes. like <laughs> I thought those right. were pretty funny. 
Yeah, mine, my favorite were, was uh, one was like trying to follow the waitress at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like I was, there were just, there oh. were so many. It was like everyone had one, but it was just, God, dude, like, it's just so fun. The internet is so funny. As toxic yeah. as the internet can be, man, whenever there is a good meme to share we saw it with bernie sanders a couple weeks ago and like then with this it's just like you know we're all really happy inside like we can do this you know we can all come together and and be happy when a meme happens i feel like we can do this um we can do this a lot more but for sure that was but that was the super bowl uh it was you know it was it was a good time i i enjoyed it it was you know i was like i already had like the meat sweats by halftime I ate way too much barbecue. So, Ooh. yeah. I don't know yeah. what you guys... What did you guys have? Do you have anything good? Anything? Uh, we did pizza. Okay. And I'll be honest with you. I was watching Sister Act by the third quarter. Mm. Fair. That game was bad. Yeah. Uh, we We had cheesy ranch potatoes and pulled pork. Um... And what else do we have? And cheeseburger pizza, flatbread pizza. From uh, Domino's? <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid not. That was It was homemade. Domino's is coming out with some pizzas. Though. I know. Yeah, you're right. They're, yeah, they, they had the chicken taco one too. We're intrigued. We're intrigued. But no, that one was homemade. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of Domino's, this is completely off subject. This is completely like off th- here. But do you know Domino's is the best thing to get delivered? period like the best thing from oven (laughs) from oven to your house they have everything down to get it to you that makes it feel like you got it from the oven so like when you order takeout from somewhere it loses all quality but domino's same quality so if you hate domino's you know (laughs) you're gonna hate it when it gets to your house but if you love domino's like they have the best delivery. I it was like a bunch of chefs. I'll send you guys a link. I'll put it in here. But like it's talking about how Domino's has delivery completely down and no one else can touch them. Don't they have like they have special that. oven cars now or something? Yeah, but I don't know where. They're sure as shit aren't here. Plowing through <laughs> the snow. Are you kidding me? I know they yeah, have a they good are like, like tiny. They have a good like tracking system, like putting the putting the toppings on your pizza. Like that's yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. you know, so I give them credit for that. That's that's good and useful technology. Like 10 years ago, weren't they ranked like like the worst place to get pizza from? And they then- were. And they had an amazing marketing campaign with their commercials. Like, I don't know if that dude's still CEO, but and they've just gotten better and better and better and better. Now they're they're back in the game, baby. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I don't should we call this should this go to brunch? Actually, we'll we'll do this a little. I had a conversation with myself. There's a lot of food that we're about to talk about right now, guys. A lot of food that we're about to talk about because there's some weird things going on. And we're all at home. And I feel like this is why people have time to do these things. So let's talk about these food things right now. First one, countertop nachos. A video went viral of this lady making nachos on her countertop. I'm not talking about on a plate. I mean, literally on the countertop. Spreading it out, spreading the cheese, spreading the meat, all the veggies, everything on the countertop, and then scooping it into a tortilla. Um, Countertop nachos, boys. When you saw this, first reaction. 
I had a lot of reactions here because the fact that it was on the countertop was just disgusting to start with. I don't care if it's my own countertop and I've cleaned it for an hour. I'm not eating food off of it. It's just not happening. Like it looked like the presentation looked good at first with all the toppings kind of laid out. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. I don't know what she's trying to show here. And then she's like crumbling up chips in it. And then she's using her hands and then she's treating it like a cold stone creamery where she's just got it on the slab there. And it is just like, I'm getting sicker and sicker by the moment. And then she puts it, scoops it into that, you know, crunchy tortilla shell and I'm like, this sounds like this should be a better idea than what you just showed us there. I'm kind of insulted and grossed out. Yeah. So that was my ultimate, was disgusted, was my emotion. My my thought is, like, we we do, oh, my God. We, um. Take your time. We, <laughs> <laughs> we all have, like, the fact that social media exists and we all have accounts on various platforms. Like we, it's it, there is a lot of power in that, and we only use that power to promote horrible things, like dumb, stupid, or awful. And this is all three of those. There's no reason that this. I mean, whoever this is was. She's she's probably so famous now for essentially making baby throw up on her counter. Like, that's what it looked like. It was, I'm with you, Dan. Like, it looked, you spread all that out and like you put the ingredients in nice rows and they're all next to each yeah. other. And it's like, cool, that almost looks like food art. And then she smashed it all together with her hands like a toddler at the high chair. And like you said, took an ice cream scooper, put it in something and like just feasted on it. And it, I wanted to vomit. It's disgusting. And I hate that we promote things that are stupid like this. I hate it. Uh, episode title: Baby throw up on a counter. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd let you know that. That's right good now. SEO right there. Baby, baby puke brunch. <laughs> yeah, baby puke brunch. Baby throw up on a counter. It'll be something like that. But yeah, I I had the opposite of what Dan said. I thought it looked because gr- all I could think about when I saw everything laying on the counter was like my counter's never been that clean. No count. <laughs> nowhere on earth is a counter that clean like only in a hospital is something that clean so your house i don't care whose house it is and it's not even a diss on anyone's house it's like nobody's counter is that clean it's disgusting but as it went on and then she scoops it into the tortilla like it's ice cream i'm like if she doesn't do this on a counter we're on to something like i could eat nachos this way like, I could eat nachos like ice cream. I thought that. But, like, the whole countertop thing, I'm I'm just trying to just forget the fact that someone did that and ate that. And right. I'm with it's you. It's just disgusting. Like, in an era of COVID where everybody's worried about, you know, where their hands have been and everything like that, eating your own personal, like, nacho uh, thing of nachos in a crunchy tortilla. Like, the idea... I like, but it was just, it was just presented so disgustingly and I feel like it could be done and like that's what should be trending as like a good idea. There's not enough, like you said, Chris, there's not good positive things trending. It's stupidity is what trends and what, and what works and is why we're talking about it. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Um, so no to countertop nachos. No, 
Not yet. Another another edition of Brunch Court in the books. Oh, yeah. Take it to Brunch Court. How do you rule? Guilty. 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 Yeah. She's got to go to jail. Pay crime, pay the time. Ugh, disgusting. All right. Another one for Brunch Court. 3D printed steak. Someone with a 3D printer and some... I guess they used fat and some other things to make this 3D printed steak. Um... It looks gross. If you saw the picture, it's absolutely, it looks disgusting. So I'm already out on this, but I'm like, do you want a steak printed? Do you want to be able to print a steak at your house? Before I give you that answer, I just, the quote that sticks out from this article from the farm corporation, whatever that did this says, it incorporates muscle and fat similar to its slaughtered counterpart. Might be the quote of the year. Just fantastic there. It's slaughtered counterpart. But no, no way, no how. I don't care if it tastes like it, has the same texture. That's not what those things should be doing. That's not what the, don't focus on making 3D printed steaks. There's other things in this world that we need to focus on using 3D printers for. That's not one of them. Thank you. Do people not understand that like you are what you eat is actually real? I don't think people get get this. Like the quality of nutrition that you consume predicts how you are going to feel and predicts your health over time. If you're printing steak, you're going to die. It's not going to work out well for you. I don't understand like if you want steak, why? Oh, I hate. I <laughs> guilty, 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 guilty. Yeah, the, the the gavel. Guilty. <laughs> Instead of this gracious. Instead of like, oh man, I'm feeling hungry. It's like, oh man, I got a low car- cartridge. Can we get something to eat, please? Can we get something printed over here? <laughs> God, you shouldn't be able to go to Staples to like <laughs> get steak. Hey, if you can get Swedish meatballs and churros at Ikea, then you can get steak at Staples. That's what they're thinking. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you eat printed steak, you're going to (laughs) die. But that's, yeah, like that, seriously, like what's the sample size here? Like what do we know about the the health benefits or the negative outcomes of people that print their steak and eat it for an extended period of time. We don't know shit about that because no one's ever done it. Chances are it's not going to work out well for you. So just buy steak. Why would you print it? And if you don't want to eat steak, don't eat steak. <laughs> I is. love it. <laughs> we know Chris rules guilty. I am ruling guilty as well. These guilty people have sure. to go. They have yeah. to go away. Yeah, guilty for sure. And last one, guys, uh, here on this episode of Brunch Court that I didn't know was going to be an episode of Brunch Court, but it is now. (laughs) Orange drink coming back to McDonald's. I didn't know it left. So shows you how long I, I mean, I've been to McDonald's. Like, I don't go to McDonald's, but like, I didn't know orange drink was gone. I would have asked for orange drink and I guess they would have told me no. So orange drink is coming back. How do you roll? Orange drink tastes so good. Orange drink, 10% juice. I mean, there is nothing. This is all fantastic news. 
you know, flowing through the always clean fountains at McDonald's. Welcome back, High C Orange Drink. We're glad to have you again. I think I think it's great for for everybody that listens to the podcast. I don't think we've ever mentioned that Dan and I used to be <laughs> in a band called Orange Drink. So obviously, we're going to rule in favor. Yes, please proceed with the mass distribution of High C Orange Lava Burst and McDonald's. I won't lie when I because Didi sent us the text of that in like two parts. It was like the link and then his custom message. And my eyes go to his message first and it says, oh shit, orange drink back. And I'm like, what? <laughs> We're back? How did that get out? <laughs> no, I didn't know we were ready to announce that yet. Jeez. <laughs> it's like, it's time to get the band back together, guys. As soon as I saw it, I died laughing. I was like, oh, we're talking about this for at least two seconds. It's like, orange drink is back. Alert Katie and Shannon. Orange drink is back. Practice next week. I have to have my mom start making t-shirts again, Dan. Here we go. We can finally uh, release the carton part two. uh, (laughs) Long-awaited sophomore (laughs) album. (laughs) (laughs) We are all in favor of orange drink coming back to McDonald's. Are we in favor of orange drink the band coming back, though? Sounds like we are. Hey, if people want it, we'll give it to them. Yeah. Get McDonald's to sponsor that tour. Sounds like a deal. Well, into what we're listening to this week. Uh, guys, uh, before we do that, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees were listed. And I got to say, it made me feel pretty old. Jay-Z, the Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Mary J. Blige. I'm like... I grew up listening to all these people. <laughs> I'm like, they're not supposed to be up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, that's supposed to be like, because there's also other people like Tina Turner. Like, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about you, not people right. that I grew up listening to. Yeah, the Weird. long list of, of the long list of potential nominees yeah. is slowing that portion of artists we grew up listening to. And like older artists is getting smaller and it's like 50-50 now. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't right. This isn't right. There needs to be more Tina Turners and Carol Kings and Shaka Khan's yeah. and, you know, who are all on the list. Um, you know, uh, once again, um, LL Cool J's on the, what for this? This is his third time, I think. Yeah. LL Cool J. Um, I think this gets to be more and more difficult for people like us trying to figure out who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when you have Jay-Z's on the ballot. Are you freaking kidding me? If that's not a first ballot you know, nominee, yeah. I don't know what is, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know how they put these, they can make these decisions to put some of these people in and make them wait. I don't know how you make them wait. Some of them don't deserve to wait, but a lot of, a lot of newer names on this list for sure. I know like it's so it's the rock, it's called the rock and roll hall of fame, but it's all music, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I've been there. I was there once, but it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, a lot of these artists are like some of those first artists, like as kids that like we discovered music through them. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. something. And like, the picture of Dave Grohl is like so early 2000s. Yeah. I'm like not ready. <laughs> it's not no. time yet. No, it's like you shouldn't be reading Iron Maiden in the same you know sentence as uh, Jay-Z and Mary J. Blige. It's like, no, 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 no. They didn't play music at the same time. 
no, something's wrong here. Either Iron Maiden should have been in a long time ago, or we shouldn't be talking about some of these other ones for another 10 years. It's just really, really weird. Yeah, that makes me think like, even with sports too, like with the Hall of Fame, sometimes there's people on there that are waiting like 15, 20, 25 years. I feel like at some point, if like you have to wait like 20 years, then you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, right? I'm with you on that because the NFL has a cutoff. It's either 10 or 15 years or 15 times or something. Mm -hmm. You can be on there and then... That's when they have the, I think, I don't know what they call, I don't know if they call it like the alumni pick or something. And it's just somebody who way past their time. And I think they're probably going to die or something. So they're like, ah, put Heinz Ward in the Hall of Fame. Let's just put him in. And, yeah, that's um, like what they do with baseball, right? Is that's why Kurt Schilling wants off the ballot because he doesn't want the writers, the, he knows the writers are never going to put him in. But then there's like a player vote of people in the Hall of Fame after that timeline, similar to what you were just saying with football. Where like he's like this is voted by my peers. They know I should go in, not these writers. So, but music is interesting because like your career doesn't necessarily ever end in music, right? Right. So like, how do they determine when you're eligible? I act okay. I have to find something because at one point I made a joke tweet to like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at one point a long time ago, and they told me when Bow Wow was eligible. <laughs> Asked them when Bow Wow. They really? I asked them when Bow Wow was eligible. Like I did it like a few years ago, and they actually responded to me. <laughs> That's but, a, like I'll have to find classic it. Didi. While while you were looking for that, I think I if I can find it quickly here. Um, to be eligible for this year's ballot, each nominee's first single or album had to have been released in 1995 or earlier. Okay. So I assume that that is just playing along that same time frame and they gave you whatever year that would be based on his first single um or album from that point on i'm sure i'm sure they did that for me but i I can't but i will find it i will have it for you next week Uh, trust me i will find (laughs) it because it was i can't even tell you when it was i can't remember when that was that i did that but like i just did it and they responded to me telling me when bow wow was eligible that's amazing. Yeah, we need to find that. And and some of these artists are on here can go in for a second and a second time. Uh, Carol King, Tina Turner, they're going to be inducted for the second, the second and third female artist to enter the Hall of Fame twice. Stevie Nicks is the only other one to do that. Um, and Dave Grohl is in with Nirvana. Nirvana. So him going in with uh, the Food Fighters is an opportunity. Like it's a little, I feel like it's too early for Dave Grohl to be in the rock and roll hall of him twice already. And like, they're still going out on tour and still, they just put out an album. N- not quite yet. Not quite. <laughs> he's just going to keep creating bands. He's going to get back together with orange drink. And all of a sudden he's going to get in the, uh, the rock and roll hall of fame third time. You know what I mean? It's weird to I'll think. Allow it. I'll allow it. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who makes it and how everyone gets, uh, frustrated and mad about all of that but put hello cool j in the hall in the rock and roll hall of fame jesus christ give him his yeah give him his time give him his time yeah seriously um be, like, we're coming up against time but before we get to what we're listening to i have to ask you guys when you were in college did you guys have like a music snob phase where like you're like oh this music's great because it came out in like 1960, the Beatles. Did you have a Beatles phase? Did you have any kind of thing like that where you were like, "This music is like, this is real music." Did you guys have that phase? I think I had a slight one, um, and it probably was the Beatles 
that lasted not not very long where yeah. you just you, you know you grew up knowing the beatles and hearing the beatles but then when you like take the time to make that actual deep dive and you're like okay damn this is this is hitting a little bit different now that it all sounds amazing so yeah maybe right after college there was a little bit of a a time where that lasted but then i was back to normal <laughs> I don't know that I did. I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm pretty for as long for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I've been pretty dialed in on one genre. I, I did like growing up in like high school. I played a lot of jazz because I played trumpet. So I did go through a phase then where like I was really into jazz music. Um, but that that's probably it. Yeah, because. I went through a phase where I just was like, I listened to a lot of like 80s hip hop and was like, this is real music. And then I don't know why I did that, though, because looking back on it, I'm like, this was really stupid. Like people when you're in college, like you can be influenced by lots of different things and people. And I think it's because I worked for the college radio station. Like, that's definitely it. And when you work in college radio, man, you can start listening to a lot of bad music that people tell you is good. Like, I'll tell you that. And that's what happened with me. Because, like, I mean, listen, no offense to 80s hip-hop. I do love LL, but, you know, a lot of it is not very good. To me. Anyways. But I had to ask that just because of this rock and roll Hall of Fame discussion. Because a lot of these artists are people who, kids might be discovering Jay-Z right now and saying, this is real. It's not Young Thug. That's it. (laughs) So there's some kid in college saying that right now. Um, Anyways, let's get into what we're listening to, boys. Dan, get us started. What are you listening to? Uh, I'm getting started with an artist I haven't mentioned on here before. Allie X released a single called Glam. That's because it has the exclamation point at the end in all caps. That's a Chris Case special. Um, For fans of Carly Rae Jepsen and maybe some Kim Petras, you're going to really, really dig her sound and this song in particular, it's just an electro pop, uh, bop. Honestly, um, she re-released her debut EP, um, last week and dropped this as an unreleased demo, this song. And I'm like, damn, this should have been on the album, like leading the single. Let's go. Um, she's toured with the likes of Dua Lipa, Charlie XCX. Um, it's awesome. It's a power pop, catchy, good weekend vibe type of song so glam from alex to get started nice chris go for it what are you listening to um so i got more music that the playlist sent me to and therefore i'm not sure if we've already <laughs> had oh, it on, on the playlist here we go um <laughs> so dan i apologize <laughs> if okay if these are repeats has Taylor Upsall been on the playlist yet? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. I don't think so. The song Drugs is one, very catchy, and two, kind of funny to listen to uh, with Black Bear. It's basically about like going to a party because you want, like, you're going there to like, for the drugs that are at the party or like for the alcohol that's at the party, you're not there to like have the stupid conversations with people you don't want to talk to. 
And <laughs> I feel like I can kind of relate to it. There were definitely parties in college where I'm like, I'm here because you said you had a keg. I'm not here to yeah. get to know you guy. Right. So like, where's the keg and leave me alone. Um, so it's catchy. It's funny. And we'll throw it on there this week. Nice. I like it. Um, I have a song here that is a good first dance song. Dan, you've got a wedding coming up in a year or so. But the only problem with this one is you and Shannon's relationship, as I know it, didn't go through this arc. So Benny Blanco, Marshmallow, Vance Joy, they got a song called You. And it's about a guy who's singing to a girl and he's basically just saying like, I was an idiot at one point and like, I didn't appreciate you, but you're the person that I want to spend all my time with. You're the person I want to be with at the end of the night. And that's what the song is. It's a beautiful song, but it goes to this arc of like mm-hmm. a love them, lost them kind of deal. And they're like back together now, but you is just, it's a really good song. And um, just a little different page from marshmallow and like Benny Blanco's amazing writer, but um, and Vance joy sounds awesome on it. So you check it out. Nice. Dance with your lady for Valentine's day for, yeah. Oh, there we go. This weekend. I, right. like, I can't can't relate to the storyline for the for the yeah, but well maybe we'll take a tango around the kitchen. But it's good. It's a good I'm telling you, it's a good song to take a tango around the kitchen. All right, I guess it's my turn again. Um I'm gonna go both my boy Teddy Swims. If you boys remember Teddy Swims, yes. we had uh the song broke yes. uh a while back, um sometime last year. He's back with a song called My Bad. Um he kills it. He kills it again. He's got that modern jazz, hip hop, soul vibe fusion um, again with this new single. Um, it's an, an incredible collaboration of styles. Uh, people that like Alan Stone and Nathaniel uh, Rateliff will surely love some Teddy Swims. So, And the video uh, has him featured as a, a wrestler, and it's a great video to watch too. So watch the music video. So my bad from Teddy Swims. Teddy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Hey, uh, by the way, yeah, it's Valentine's Day this weekend. Um, Didi, you, you might be able to relate to this. Valentine's Day during a pandemic, when you also have a small child, is the least like anticipatory Valentine's Day of my entire life. <laughs> There's just nothing. Like nothing that what like we've barely even thought about it. Uh dude, your the only way your Valentine's Day is good is if your kid sleeps. And like you don't even know it's not like you can control that. Like you don't know what she's gonna do. But that's literally it. That's that's your Valentine's Day. Is like hoping that the, your kid sleeps. And then it's not even like it's like, oh, yeah, then you guys can get it on. No, it's so you guys can sleep, too. It's literally it. Get some nice get some nice takeout. Eat local. Support local. D- that Wayne's World, Cardi B, that commercial for Uber Eats. We totally forgot to mention that one. <laughs> bad. 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 Just bad. <laughs> oh, oh God. You, Chris? All right. Um, bad Sons another one. Oh, yeah it, dan are you a fan of this band i am so that's the reason i'm putting this song on the playlist is because i heard it and i was like classic dan <laughs> <laughs> i 
Uh, Baby Blue Shades, man, it's just catchy and dancey and fun. And I was listening to it when I was working out and it got me moving around and excited and happy and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that's why I wanted to put it on the playlist this week. It, it had right. that, it had that, that Steel City Dan flavor to it. You know what that's I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, uh, Up by Cardi B. I like this song a lot. I hate the chorus, but the rest of the song I love. She yeah. just says Up a lot, but everything building up to the chorus, you're like, this is a jam. And then you're like, why'd you do that? Why, <laughs> why, 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 why did you do that? She just says Up like 10 times in a row, but everything surrounding the Up, like the pre-chorus is great. It is... <sighs> It's a very frustrating listen, but like it's just it's it's a good jam. And maybe I would think differently if I was listening to this with like a drink in my hand, like out amongst people. I would be like, yep, this is great. But like it's frustrating when you're just, you know, stuck inside in a pandemic listening to it with a two year old. So <laughs> those are already up. <laughs> yeah, those are all very, very fair points on that song for sure. Uh, my next one is going to be from a, a collaboration between uh, Rat Rat City, Rat City. So they're um, a, a three-person group, uh, producing group. Uh, but most importantly, it's with Dagny, the uh, our girl Dagny, the pop sensation from Norway. Uh, previously had her on the playlist at some point in 2020. Uh, they released a song called "Bad," and it's got synth. It's got a great a kind of bass chord that. Uh, takes you through the chorus and really awesome, powerful vocals, especially in the chorus uh, from Dag from Dagny. It's almost kind of like an angelic choir. Honestly, it just like kind of gives you those those uh, chills a little bit. So bad from Rat City and Dagny. I think you boys will like that one. Nice. I like it. So Dan, I purposely um, did not put our good friends, eternal boy on the playlist, because I thought that you were going to, I did the same thing, which would have been a shame if neither of us ended up saying that, but I have my other one here. I thought, well, I just think Chris might go here, so I'll leave it off. So, okay. Well, if one, you will, please. one dream at a time, eternal boy, we're going to put that on the playlist this week. Cause they, that just, they released that this week. Um, my retro replacement. This is an all-star lineup. Kid Cudi. Kanye, Common, and a Lady uh, Gaga sample. Uh, Make or say, we're putting that on the playlist this week. That that song, speak all the way back to the beginning of the episode, talking about being on vacations. That song reminds me of being at the beach in Ocean City, Maryland, a lot. Uh, and that's a place I would love. I would love to be sometime soon. So, putting that on the playlist this week, all time great. That's- that classic man i think that song's like 11 years old now that's wild to think about it's like 2009 is that song because that's early i mean that's early gaga and like wow (sighs) great song and all right my last one guys um i'm not sure if i put this on the playlist before or not because i know i wrote it down but like i write down a bunch of songs but then like some of them they don't make it and i want to make sure this goes on this week because i listen to it a lot um moving on by ian dior have i put this on the playlist has somebody put this on the playlist 
because I know Ooh. I've had it written down. I had it written down like weeks ago, and I'm not yeah. sure if I put it on. But anyways, I'm putting it on now. This song is incredible. Ian Dior is finally getting his moment. He's featured on a bunch of huge songs with a bunch of huge artists like Travis Scott and 24K Golden and just so many different people. And he's finally getting a chance on his own. And uh, Moving On is just a song that I really want to just there there's just certain songs you just want to be big and you just want to hear them and you want everybody to be singing them in big crowds man i miss concerts and people um but moving on is just like one of those songs that you just will just have in your head it is a full earworm so check it out yeah yeah speaking of miss concerts i mean that halftime show made me miss concerts so freaking badly i was just like killing me eating me inside going back to the super bowl real quick um Chris, you mentioned you were gonna we were gonna add in the Eternal Boy song because you thought I was gonna add it. One another one that I thought you were gonna add. I'm gonna add one more at the end here. Uh, Stand Atlantic um, put out a, their sophomore album last week. Um, the song it, I'm about halfway through it. I love what I hear so far. They've added some kind of indie rock on some of their songs, like Blurry. I think I'll put Blurry on the playlist this week. But uh, Pink Elephant is the album name from Stand Atlantic. Really, really like that. So. Um, We'll add that one on too. And Chris, I'll be curious to hear what you think there. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it. Well, that is what we are listening to this week. Make sure you check out the playlist on Spotify. Sounds like I forgot. I forgot. I had had to squeeze this in. Uh, Today, the day we're recording this, Rebecca Black released a remix of Friday. It's the 10 year anniversary of Friday, and she's got Big Frida on it, 303s on it. And it's absolutely horrendous. And we're adding it to the playlist this week. <laughs> yes, it is. Here's the thing. There are pockets of it that you're like, yes. this sounds really good. Right. And then you're like, okay, this is awful. <laughs> but man, there there are a couple of pockets in there where I was like, oh, this is, oh, never mind. It's not. Right. But shouts to Rebecca Black. I read a really sad article about like how she like was really young when that song came out and like, getting bullied and stuff. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt really bad. So, about ten year that. anniversary of Friday. We'll put the OG and the remix on it. We got a deep, deep playlist this week. Deep. Had to get that in. Sorry. Very deep playlist from Rebecca Black to Eternal Boy to Cardi B. That's why we love the brunch breakdown. Love That's it. what brunch is, right? It's all yes. the different things. Yes. You throw them love all it. on the counter. You spread them out. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and that being said, that's the end of the brunch breakdown. Um, mm, baby, throw up on a counter. Later. <laughs>